Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 148. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. And hopefully it's like this in your hometown too, but here in Toronto this summer, live music has been back in a big way. Just this past weekend alone, I got to see and photograph Greta Van Fleet with the Pretty Reckless, and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Strokes. It's just mega tour after mega tour this summer, and it continues on that way into September. I think there's a week in September where I've got My Chemical Romance, uh, The Black Keys, and Pearl Jam in the same week. And speaking of huge summer tours... Today's episode, we've got a relatively new band on the podcast, but they're involved in one of the biggest stadium tours of the summer. The band is called Classless Act. They're based out of California, but they're kind of from all over because they're a social media band, meaning they met and formed over social media. They've just released their debut album called Welcome to the Show. And when I say they're involved in one of the biggest tours of the summer, that's because they were the opening act for basically four headliners. The tour was actually called The Stadium Tour, and it featured Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett. Talk about pressure. But Classless Act rose to the occasion, and on their very first album, they are touring some of the biggest stadiums in the entire continent. So the day after the stadium tour hit the Rogers Center here in Toronto, I got to meet up with Classless Act at one of their headlining gigs at the Horseshoe Tavern, the legendary Horseshoe Tavern here in Toronto on Queen Street. And we got some time to talk about what it's like forming a band the way they did and being on this massive tour already. And they are just eager and excited to hit the ground running. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. For those of you that are new to Classless Act, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. As I mentioned, the band have just released their very first album. So I'm going to pick five songs off that album to recommend to you to check out before or after the interview. So I'm just going to go in the order that these songs appear on the album. So we're going to start with the very first track, which is a self-titled track. It's called Classis Act, and it also features Vince Neil from Motley Crue. The second song I'm going to recommend is called This Is For You, and it features Justin Hawkins of The Darkness ripping a sick guitar solo. The third song is called Time To Bleed. The fourth song I'm going to recommend is my personal favorite. It's called All That We Are. And then the fifth song I'm going to recommend is called Give It To Me. And that's that. But on top of the Adamantium Recommend segment today, Classless Act have allowed us to share my personal favorite song right here in the introduction to this episode. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is the song All That We Are by Classless Act. Enjoy, and we'll see you back in a few minutes.
And there you have it. That is All That We Are by Classless Act. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're a Classless Act fan that's checking out the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, we'd love to have you back again. And if you're a fan of Classless Act, then there are plenty of other bands on this podcast that you would love. So please do go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And I believe that's it for now. So without further ado, let's introduce you to the boys from Classless Act right here on episode 148 of the Adamantium podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Go catch some live music this summer if you can. If you're here in Toronto, enjoy the CNE. That's the Canadian National Exhibition. It is back for the first time in two years. Be good, God bless, and we'll see you back here on the Adamantium Podcast very soon. So we're here on, thank you guys for joining the Adam Antium podcast. We're here with Classless Act. Yeah. So uh, why don't we start out? Because, I mean, you guys just released the first album, so we're introducing you to everybody. So why don't we, why doesn't everyone go through, uh, say who you are, and then uh, we'll get started. Sure. I'm Derek Day. I'm the lead singer of Classless Act. Hi, I'm Dan Piper, and I'm the rhythm guitar player. Uh, I'm Chuck McKissick, and I play drums. I'm Griffin Tucker, and I play lead guitar. Frank Laravante, I play lead bass. Sweet guys, um, a lot to talk about because I mean you guys are on this awesome tour right now, which I imagine is just like a, a dream come true, and uh, we're gonna get to that. But first, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit of how you guys all met, how the how the band came to be, um, and a little bit about the music that that inspired you guys to to make what you make. Sure, I could take the first half of that. We we're like a social media band in a way, like we met each other through social media, and really, yeah, we're just fans of each other. Um, I think Dane, you came in through Instagram, so did Franco through Instagram, and uh, they reached out to me through like Facebook and Instagram, kind of, and we found Griffin through TikTok. Chuck's the only member where we went to a show, we saw him playing drums, and we're like, please be in our band. You're so really? we just, yeah, we're just homies through that. You know? That's really cool. So through the LA scene, or yeah. just from all over? Kind of, oh, kind of all over, actually. Yeah, I, I was touring with my band from Argentina, Okay. another band that I had at the time. I was touring in LA, and the band broke up in the middle of the <laughs> quote-unquote tour that we were doing, and then I met these guys, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That's, wow. Um, I, I've actually never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's really unique. So, um, who kind of who, who kind of found who first? How did, like, how did you guys get the, who was like, I want to put a band together, and started kind of reaching out? Well, there's some other. Dane is the most original. Yeah, member. I guess uh, I'd be the most original member myself. Most original. Most, most, most original. original. Yeah. But you know, uh, like most bands, it goes through like a, a, a few different lineups. But but this was the lineup that that we feel like really gelled together. Yeah. And and that we're sticking with. We found our core. We we're the Avengers, as Derek says. We yeah. all have like, our superpowers and contributions. And this is the one we're running with. Yeah. So so did this like so did the band kind of come together during the pandemic? No, earlier, earlier. Earlier than that. Yeah, okay. we were doing uh, 
We were recording an album before the pandemic, actually. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so that's how it. So the first album you guys had started pre, because I was gonna say, imagine like pretty interesting, like meeting each other and then trying to record all this from different, different places, but. Mm-hmm. Well, we had we had to write the songs first, and you know, like there were some member member changement, replacement, and stuff like that. But we had to write songs, or just songs, because we didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like we were recording the album, then the pandemic happened, and we had to stop. And in that period of time, we kind of like rewrote most of the album again. Yeah. So we wrote different songs. So those are the ones that you get to hear now. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. So, what what kind of music was inspiring you guys at the time? What were you listening to when you said to each other, "Hey, this is this is what we're thinking. This is what we want to make." Mm, I, don't know. I mean, we all love everything. Like we love like Zeppelin, Beatles, and Queen. Right. For one, that's like our mutual thing. Okay. But then, like I don't know, it touches on like uh, well, frankly, we love Queens of the Stone Age. You yeah, guys love Stone Age. Um, yeah, a lot of like desert rock, there's some heavier, there's some punk rock, you know, My Chemical Romance and stuff like that. Okay, so Green each Day. of you kind of bring in your own little yeah. thing too. What would you, what what would be described as desert rock? Like Queens of Stone Age? Like, yeah, like, yeah. you, you told me you were married in Joshua Tree, you know, that, yes, all yeah, that yeah. area. From that area. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Josh, uh, what's that, what's that one band? Eagles of Death Metal kind Eagles of Eagles of Death Metal? Yeah. Yeah. Caius. Caius from Chu. Very cool, very yeah. cool. So now, you guys, uh, being a new band, debut album just came out, you guys get invited onto this massive stadium tour, and I'm talking about like four absolute headliners. So you got Def Leppard, Molly Crew, Poison, Joan Jett. How do you guys get involved with like these four, you know, world class, 20 years on, 20, 30 years in the game? How, how did you guys get involved in this tour? Uh, well, I mean, as I told you before, we were recording this uh, album and then the pandemic hit. Things that we were recording this album with uh, Bob Rock, producer, mm-hmm. you know, with um, Cobalt, Motley, Bon Jovi, Metallica. We were recording the album in Tommy Lee's uh, house. Okay. You know, because he has a studio in his basement, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The so, atrium, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the atrium. Uh, so we were doing a session and he would come down often and hang with us. And, music okay and that's like the first connection we have with monthly ever okay so first of all even tell me how you guys I guess you're under the the same label as Molly crew or mm-hmm. yeah okay so you guys got this record deal then all of a sudden you find yourself in Tommy Lee's basement like what is yeah tell me tell me for one what's Tommy Lee's basement like <laughs> well it's called the atrium for a reason because there's giant trees everywhere towering over it's like very nature filled he's okay. a bonsai guy he loves to yeah. cut bonsai he has a bonsai guy on tour too okay um, yeah bonsai bob bonsai, bonsai, bonsai bob, bob. Yeah. so what is bonsai bob's job He's bonsai. He, he, yeah, he yeah. keeps up Tommy's bonsai trees. He okay. trains them and everything. And yeah, he's like his main supplier. If you want to put it that way, I talk with him. Really nice guy. He actually saw our set the oh, other day. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he brings. So each what he's he's responsible for bringing the bonsais along. I think so. I think he also yeah, kind of guides Tommy and how. Yeah, because this whole process. Like, take care of a bonsai tree. I was talking with him, and like his bonsai is really like I guess it's an art form. Like if when you really look into it. Yeah. And he was saying how like bonsai bob has like all these like um, all these like trees that are like hundreds and hundreds of years old. Like it's almost like a familial thing where it goes passed down from generation to generation. Okay. Like taking care of and stuff. So yeah, Tommy Lee has really got into this kind of holistic thing. 
And okay. it's, it's it's a nice little it's a nice little kind of almost counter to the, the chaos. Right. And so I've heard, yeah, speaking, of, I've heard that like he does he still do like the DJing every single night till four in the morning or um, I'm not sure. I don't know that. I think it was like Theory of a Dead Man There's two bands Who told me Like when you're on tour With Molly Crew Like Tommy Lee Basically throws a party Every single night (laughs) Oh wow (laughs) We haven't been invited yet (laughs) (laughs) If he does He's so Yeah Sweet man So tell me uh, Tell me a little bit About like Have you guys been able to, To learn from some of these bands While being on the tour Like what are some of the things You've picked up from These basically legends Like veterans of the game uh, is there anyone in particular you guys have bonded with? Well, some some of the big things that I think surprised most of us with meeting these incredible people who've been in the industry for so long is that they're they're people like you know like the rest of us, mm-hmm. and they and they're they're so kind and polite and welcoming because that's how you get to the top is you you become friends with everybody and everybody else is cheering you on and bringing you to the next level and of course after 30 40 you know years you end up you know coming up to the top and uh that's just been the biggest thing like the 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 first thing we we found was on day one uh we were like the new guys like in in school just kind of like looking around like hoping for some friends and brett michaels walks on stage and then the first thing he says to us is like, "Oh, are y'all class of sacks? Oh, well, well, thank y'all so much for being a part of this. I just wanted to say hi and want to introduce myself. Do you want to take a picture?" Yeah. It was just so, just like a nice, just like gesture to do for someone who's like never, never met us, and of course right. he knows everybody, and like he, he doesn't really have to give anyway the time of day. No. But he's just he's just one of the just one of those nice, really nice people, and of course. Everybody else, like we met all the guys from Motley, and we've met a few of the Def Leppard guys, and Joan Jett's team, and Poison's team, all of them have been really super nice. So that's that's been a big thing that surprised us, but it's been really cool to see. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's, you know, kind of what everyone will tell you, you know, when you when you meet people, a lot of times it's nice, it's kind of, I'm trying to think of the proper word for it, but it is, it's like you meet someone, you're like, wow, they're just a person. You know, yeah. Um, one of that, one of my examples is like when I first started doing these interviews when I was like 22, 23 years old. One of the very first interviews I got asked to do was with David Draymond from Disturbed, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm, like I was a little bit nervous at first because I was like, what? this dude looks intense, and like yeah. I'm a big fan, but I'm like, looks intense. Like, what if he's in a bad mood? What if he doesn't want to be there that day? Got there, still one of the nicest people I've ever met. Wow. Like, yeah, of course. You know, like. Uh, Image, you know, images uh, never judge a book, like they say, yeah, right? So, totally. Yeah. Right. The new Disturbed record is really good too. I heard some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they they they're just uh, yeah, they awesome, they're consistent. They're like awesome yeah, covers, they, Sound of Silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, even like I just was talking to my cousin's husband, who like is kind of a music noob or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, man, that Sound of Silence cover by like they're really hardcore, but they, <laughs> 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 I was like, no, man, yeah. Of course, I was like, it's not really that hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smile and nod. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Uh, and, well, that's really cool. Um, what have been some of the the coolest stadiums for you guys to play so far? Well, I think, you yeah. know, yeah. personally, man, the Rochester Center <laughs> last night. Yeah, how, yeah. so tell, yeah, how, tell me, first of all, yeah, how'd last night go? It was, Fantastic. it was sick. Yeah, um, it was amazing. Probably one of the, probably, yeah, the first venue that was actually covered. 
a like closed the, roof. The roof was closed. Oh, and everything. it was closed last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tw- okay. twenty to thirty degrees colder than our usual weather for right. our shows. Usually playing in like. Was a, it because the humidity was too? It was going to rain. It's going to rain. Okay. And we so the roof was closed. Almost every show we've played this tour, it's come with rain. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. it's either dumping on us, or uh, right after we're off it. It shows up yeah. and delays everyone an hour. So, no, really? Yeah, so it was super cool to like play in a covered venue and like see like all the lights and lack of lights. Right, <laughs> right. You know, it definitely helps out to set the mood. You know, yeah, for it's sure. A complete blackout right before we come, and then it's like a bunch of lights when we are on stage, and you know, it's like 30 degrees cooler. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was it's my favorite. Probably easier for you guys to yeah, it hit it hard. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I didn't know we had that much in us, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The heat takes a lot out of it. it yeah. Does. Of course. Forget about. But it. even like in these like venues like this, you know, even if it in the middle of the winter, you're gonna be sweating buckets because yeah, the lights. Sure, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But still, man, that huge dome man, it's just I don't know. It was one of my favorites by far. It looks so brand new, also. I don't yeah. know how old it is, but it looks great. No, which is really funny because they—it—it's it, not new, but oh, they—they've yeah. been talking about renovating it for a really long time, oh. and there is now plans in place. But oh, there was a, there was like a whole thing about they're actually thinking of like rebuilding it. People oh. are like, it's—it's it's a historic place in Toronto, Fair. so for sure. so I think now they're just gonna renovate it, but. But you yeah. guys have played like Fenway. What Fenway? Yeah, yeah. Fenway, Fenway was historic <laughs> stadiums like Wrigley. Yeah, Wrigley Field. Wrigley. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Had a weight to it. Those old ones have weight to it. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, yeah. this is cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And just like such legendary places. What about uh, have you guys done LA yet? Uh, yeah. No, we're looking forward to so SoFi yeah. Stadium. It's gonna be, yes, which also six stadium. Yeah, yeah brand, brand new. new. Well, yeah. yeah. It's twenty it's days from now, I think. Yeah, yeah, just about. And that'll be kind of feel like a bit of a homecoming, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. hometown show for us. Yeah, we can't stay the night though. We have to go straight to San Diego and then up. Yeah, it's my hometown, so we're doing yeah, boom boom on the hometowns. Go. All the hometowns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet man. Um, well, uh, so tell me then after now, like now you've got the album out. Once this this tour thing ends in September, what's what's uh, Class of Slack's plan after that? Uh, uh, look, we're. Touring forever, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are, we are very aware of that. You guys you know. gonna do a headline tour after that? Yeah, or? probably. Yes. Yeah, okay. we're, 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 yeah, we we all came to terms that we're, we are a hardworking band. Yeah. Our next, we like that's a, the name of the game. Yeah. Touring for the next three, four, five years. Okay. So, yeah, traveling the world and playing music. Right. We put another album out, and then we tour again, and then we put another one, and then we tour again. We're here to yes. work hard. We're here <laughs> yeah, to work yeah. hard. Get your name out there. Yeah, absolutely. Get your name out there. So, um, so the next thing will be a headlining. Playing clubs and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Do you have you guys uh, written music on the road yet? A little bit. I, I mean, because yeah. what being on the road is, we have like every other day we're driving ten hours. Like yeah. we all have different. Like we all express ourselves creatively. It's not only writing music, but just creating anything, like drawing or just writing down thoughts. We're, I feel like we're a very expressive band in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever we have access to, whether it's like a notebook or whether it's a guitar or anything, we we usually like to do something with it because we're we're very creative. With yeah. So in that downtime, you guys try and use it to its its most. Yeah. Yes. Sweet, sweet. Um, your self-titled song that that came out has Vince Neil on it. Yeah. Tell me how you guys, how, what it was like working with him on that song. How, how he, how he came to be on it. 
But he, uh, it's kind of, it's funny, the chorus is Welcome to the Show, that's what it says. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I think it's him saying Welcome to the Show, to his show, the tour. Yeah. Because he was very kind about it, it was really quick and easy. We just sent it to him saying, it sounds like you, it feels like you, yeah. would you mind singing on it? It'll help us, it'll also help the song. I was like, yeah, sure, he just said yes. But he was also like in the middle of rehearsals and we were on a tour, so we just couldn't meet up. We were just, right. so he just did it in his studio in Nashville and uh, sent it over. It was done. Easy peasy. So we wish we could be there, but we just, no one had time. Yeah, it's, actually, it's funny. It tends to be how those things, how the collaborations usually yeah, go. Yeah. Actually, it's not always everybody in the same room, you know, but it's, yeah. yeah. But we're happy to say that it was very artistic and it was really, like, I think there was a lot of excitement behind it. Mm -hmm. He turned it around really quickly. Yeah. And so, same with Justin Hawkins on the other track. He just got it and he, like, recorded it in a night. He was, like, mm -hmm. happy to do it and. That guy's so cool. Uh, yeah. Again, one of the first interviews I ever did was with him. And he's, oh, really? Nice. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. Yeah. Super, nice. like, and just, like, a joker all the time. Yeah. Like, he's so smart. Dude. Smart, funny, like, just, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I actually, I noticed in one of the videos, I wanted to talk about some of the videos, but in that, I noticed in that video there was, like, an official notice yeah. that... Justin Hawkins plays the guitar. He doesn't sing yeah. or whatever. Was there like an issue with the label or something? That, yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, like yeah, we couldn't like use it. Basically, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah like, it's a whole thing to use likeness and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But, but yeah, just just having Justin perform the guitar solo was more than enough, and we were very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the videos they remind me of kind of kind of classic rock and roll videos Ooh. that you guys have put out. Kind of mm -hmm. like there's, but what I noticed is there's kind of like. Reoccurring characters in some of the videos and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but it's like you guys jamming out in kind of a cool location. So there's yeah, like, there was a jailhouse, uh, um, a hospital, I think, was one of them. Mm -hmm. So tell me, uh, is this something that you guys who did was this a vision that one of you guys had, or and do you plan to continue it on to the next album? Or no, it was just like a series of you know, like. Kind of like it, it tells a little bit of a story, right? Yeah. It was Guy Farley, but it also like brings a bunch of uh, puns based on movies. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just a little four video uh, story that I want to tell, but the next ones are gonna be different. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Who was the one with the uh, the ripped boots? I saw on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are the boots managing? Uh, good. Yeah. These are the ones. Same ones? No, no, no. These are the ones. Right. We sold enough yeah. records to buy some new ones. We hand delivered these uh, these boots. Yeah, most really? of these ones. Yeah, they made them. No, no, they no, hand delivered. They just gotcha. Yeah. They were the messenger. Because they were like, yeah, we remember how the when we were playing, you know, in, in our old days, you know, when we like had to tape our boots or leather jackets because it would break. So you know. Yeah, yeah. So Nikki told, told us so that on the when they first met Mick, yeah. on his way up, he just had like gaffed up boots and like tape on his pants and yeah. stuff. Yeah. When they first auditioned, it was like right. a funny thing. So they knew, did. they knew the struggle. Yeah, yeah for that's sure. it. I was going to say, because if not, you've got, uh, there's an area in Toronto around the corner called Kensington Market, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like where all our vintage kind of stores are. Oh. So I was like, you could hit that up and get a pair of boots. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, Having them hand delivered from Motley Crue is kind of better. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> yeah. then some fans also like uh, got me another pair of boots, so I have like a bunch of pair of boots. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, wouldn't everyone just be like, "Well, my shoes aren't." Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I, my cars are working very yeah, well. Yeah, that's right? it. <laughs> got a Lamborghini over there. That <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> All right, guys. So tonight at the Horseshoe Tavern, 
Uh, tell me, tell me what you're you're looking forward to tonight. Tell me, what what are some of your favorite songs right now to play? Well, I think I think the biggest thing is that we we have a very we have a very tight uh, set list and set mm-hmm. time for our stadium shows. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's we, whenever we do these these little uh, these little headline shows on the side, uh, we 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 have a whole lot more time to do a lot more mm-hmm. songs off the album. Also, throw in a, a few songs that we grew up listening to and songs that we love. Um, but there's there's some specific songs that I think we all love enjo- that we all enjoy uh, playing at these shows. Like "Haunting Love" is one that we mm-hmm. always love performing. "Circles" is another one. Um, and of course, our covers are, are songs that like because we there's a million covers that we that we like. We started like we started playing as as the five of us to kind of get get our chemistry down. So it was kind of like it was tough to choose the covers, but we chose stuff that we we really love. Um, so that that's the biggest thing, and of course, also with with the the venue and the way that it's it the way that it is is we we love getting to be like that much closer to the fans, mm-hmm. to the people who are really enjoying us, and kind of getting that direct like energy like yeah. response, like giving it giving our our music to them, but also them giving their cheers and their their applause yeah. to us. Yeah, like it's great to have like of course like you know the tour can have its own like you no know, stadium tour can have its like. Grandiosity, if that's even a word. Like, yeah, like catwalk, and you have like our in ears and all this kind of special stuff. But then also, it's nice to have to come to like the Horseshoe Tavern or some of these more intimate venues that. Like someone in the eyeballs. Yeah, like, and, and, yes. and, and like got these monitors yeah, and, and like. Sweat on and, your sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> right. and the pool table's missing a cue ball, like stuff yeah, like yeah. that, you know? Hey, but it's free. It's free, yeah. exactly. It's free, <laughs> free pool. We don't have that. How does today get any better? Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's nice. I think it's I think it's good to have like all aspects of yeah a little live more freedom too and kind of yes. Yeah. Um, was it a bit of a sh- like a sh- did it take adjusting to learning to play in front of a stadium because I, like from what I've heard you can't even really see past the first couple rows of people. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know, man. Like to me and at least for the other four guys you know that play instruments here except for Derek, you know, like. I think it was like the same. Okay. It was just like going there and play. Now there has a more tougher job, you know, because he has a catwalk and he has like yeah. an audience to amuse, which is massive. Yeah. So I don't know about that, but one what? of the biggest changes was uh, we we this is our first experience with the in-ear monitors. Yeah. So we're 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 so used to having like on stage monitors, but actually like having it in your ears and like being able to run anywhere and still get the same mix right. has been has been pretty huge. Tell me about your strategy for trying to reach someone that's you know fifty rows back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Just well, thank God there's there's uh, like cameras and we have big screens, so that helps, of course. Um, But really, just like just having the most amount of fun you can because it's like. Uh, like almost a block of a stage, a whole mm-hmm. block of, of worth of a stage. So just running back and forth, and uh, you know, really just being expressive and making big gestures, you know, whatever you would think. Yeah. But just having fun and making sure I like I breathe and I'm stretched out so I don't pull anything. And yeah. Stuff. And, but it's actually been harder to come back to theaters now or clubs. Yeah. So. Now you got to worry about bumping into each other. Yeah. That's all <laughs> nice yeah. thing. It's yeah. like a big playground. Like because for us, yeah. I think we all love. We all command a lot of space. Derek. With myself, frankly, even we all command a lot of space. So, yeah. so it is humbling coming back here, but almost like it's being like being on that bigger stage, just be able to run around and do circles. And Derek can do anything he wants, like with mm. ease, like liberally, without even thinking about it. Yeah. It's beautiful to see because it's almost like that's kind of our natural state. Is like we want to put on a spectacle, like yeah. a show.
show so much so that it's like a whole stage's worth of a yeah. show. The, yeah, the amount know. of time that Dane hit us with the guitar is uncut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you gotta worry about catching an elbow or a guitar net. I've been there like, before. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's cool, guys. Well, uh, all, all the best tonight. I really hope that it, it goes fantastic and thank with you. the new album. Thanks. And uh, thank you for taking some time to, to do the podcast. And yeah, all the best. Thank you very much. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.